So uh, I'm going to do a do two intros to this episode. There's going to be two different ones. Okay. And I'm going to start the first one. Hi, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe and this is Dane. Hello. This is a movie podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. Those topics include things like fucking Justice League or fucking, you know, a director, a screenwriter, a series, whatever you fucking want. Whatever we want, I guess. We pick it, and then I use math to determine the best and worst. And uh, that math, you know, includes things like Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, the box office, the budget, mix it all together, then bingo, bango, bongo, you get your fucking best and worst of the topic. Okay, so that's uh, that's like the standard edition, the theatrical mm-hmm. release edition of the Movie yeah. Butts intro. <clears throat> the old familiar. Are you ready? Are yeah. you ready? <clears throat> uh-huh. So, um... Hi, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe, and this is Dane. Hello. This is a, you know, that we decided one day that we were going to start a movie podcast, and, uh, you know, we talked about it for a while, and, uh, you know, we ended up coming together, and we've been friends for a while, and we decided to do a movie podcast, you know, and then we were, you know, putting around ideas for what kind of movie podcast we were going to do, and then we decided to do one... Uh, where we use math to determine the best and worst. So what I do is I sit down with my cup of coffee. It's black. I is this sorry? Coffee. Can I can I? Uh, so is this intro gonna go for four hours? Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you stopped me there because I was gonna go for a very long time explaining <laughs> the backstory behind the movie butts intro. Um, well, some may argue that it is necessary information in order to 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 really appreciate the podcast. So, my coffee is instant coffee. <laughs> no, yeah. So, yeah, you, you caught on to what I was going to do there. Um, essentially, I was just going to give backstory to everything. <laughs> all the all the important bits and all the unimportant bits. Um, I don't really think we need to, you know, lament too much on what we watched. We watched fucking the theatrical cut of Justice League and the... Uh, and the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Um, this is yeah. a very weird situation because what was a loathed movie that killed a franchise that was a box office disappointment that literally everyone shat on that was butchered by audiences and critics and the fucking filmmakers themselves has Even now the, been... Um, yeah, sorry. Even the, like... The Snyder fanboys did couldn't did, didn't defend it. Like there was not a I don't think there was a single person that that liked the theatrical cut of Justice League. No, you'd see like you'd see like little tidbits of of like praise, like I love Ezra Miller's autistic character, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, you'd yeah, see, the like Ezra Miller's like, a great oh, I didn't flash. think it was that bad. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that's not. Compared to, like, the, you know, fervent fucking defenses that these Snyder bots, you know, do for most of his movies, it was pretty mm. well shit on, you know? Yeah. And then, and then comes the revival, like Superman in the fourth hour of the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League is released. The four-hour magnum opus of the... The, the the fucking hero that Gotham deserves. Uh, 
The uh, This movie came out and is now the second highest superhero rated superhero movie on IMDb. It has a insane 96% audience response, 73% critical, which is still pretty good for a superhero movie. And the opinion of the planet has completely swapped. You are getting Marvel fanboys. You are getting DC fanboys. You are getting everyone collectively working together, apparently, to to i guess anoint Zack snyder as a fucking filmmaking saint or something wow, so i don't know what's all, going all sides on are un- all sides are uniting just like the justice league in the just like snyder the justice Cut. league i think wow. i i think you know it might come down to people like a good underdog story or people like to people really rally behind when they feel like they're being listened to like the fucking critical response to the sonic movie where they fix the fucking cgi i don't know what it is but this movie is fucking Citizen Kane now. So, yeah. Uh, That's interesting well, because I haven't, um, I haven't checked, I haven't seen any online response to it. I haven't, um, I haven't looked into it. All I heard is uh, uh, from you. Like you sent me a few messages while you were watching it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I knew it was. Um, I think I knew it was like pretty well received by his fan base. Um, but I had no idea it was um kind of beloved so much. It is this is absolutely adored. Okay. You know, there there are still all obviously the edge lords out there that I've noticed that are making fun of the things that are obvious and then but then but then you're but but we're back to square one when it comes to the snyder bots like threatening suicide in the comment section because someone made fun of the desaturated color palette like that we're, we're, we're back at that point now yeah, so, yeah i can i can I, definitely i while i was watching it uh if there was one thing i was very sure of it's that that's the snyder fans who um would would uh would die on the hill for um, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, uh, they were gonna love this. Yeah, like this is this is just a fucking like a like a bear in honey. And I, I I don't know where to start this fucking this episode specifically. It's a bit different, you know. We didn't really have to do math. This is a special episode where we knew what we were gonna watch to begin with. Yeah, but and then I usually I break down start the with this thing. I usually break down the synopses of both films, but like both films have the same plot. Right. Yeah, th- and, th- there and- is some differences. Like, if you want to start going into the backstory of Uxus slash Darkseid and the Mother Boxes and all that stuff, uh, of course you could like add more. Like, fucking, it's twice as long. Like, for fuck's yeah, sake, there's, there's twice there's, as much there's, shit in this movie. There's minor differences in how it plays out, but basically, uh, both films are about um, Darkseid, who is like a distant villain, right? Uh, he's, he's like a galaxy, he's like a planet conqueror who goes across galaxies conquering planets. Um, Steppenwolf is one of his, like, soldiers. And Steppenwolf comes to Earth to find these mother boxes. When once you unite the mother boxes, it turns the planet into a, a piece of shit. And so he's going to do that. And so Batman's like, oh, I got a bad feeling that something bad's going to happen. Um... So I better like unite a bunch of a justice squad and then he uh manages to do it and then they then they fight 
to try to save the planet but then they're like we're gonna need to bring superman back so they bring superman back using one of the mother boxes that cyberman has uh and then eventually they save the day that's kind of basically what happens in both films but um snyder's version is four hours long and whedon's version is two hours long and it's filled with jokes they're they're, they're technically jokes although not a single one of them I found funny. I found them very uh, grating. Yeah. Joe, I want to know first off. I just need to know, man. Did you like the Snyder Cut? Damn it! You 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 beat me to the to the all important question. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting about structure. I'm just like, tell no, me. <laughs> I've been no, really okay. wanting to know. So, do I think it is a better film? Yes. Do I think that it makes more sense? Yes. Did I have enjoyment when I watched it? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I do a bit. I think I do. Yeah. What about you, Dane? Um, okay. So, uh what when I watched it, um I had a good exp- I had I had a good experience watching it. And, um, and, um, I definitely think that, um, it's, it's good for what it is. Like the, the thing to, to understand is that this is not, this is not my shit. You know, this is not my sure. bag, baby. <laughs> Sorry. I just been yeah. watching Austin Powers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but, but, but I mean, unlike Justice League where I, you know, I, I think Justice League can can pretty much be called objectively bad like it's not well made it's not dog shit. well made dog it's not shit. well Absolute put together dog shit. um i think it's you know it's not a controversial thing to say that snyder the snyder cut is like an objectively well-made film it's a clear it's a clearly executed vision by a guy who's got some talent he may not be a very thoughtful guy but he does know how to tell a story and he has a vision and he tells that story in the way that he wants it to be told. And so therefore, sure. um, it's technically good, you know, and but um, hindsight is 2020 though. What do you mean? Hindsight is 2020. He's had <laughs> I mean, yeah. four fucking years to, to lament over this. And to, you know, the day that he does get the opportunity to restore his movie. How do we know this is what he intended? That's that's what my biggest fucking mind fuck with this film is. Is I don't know if this is what he intended or... Oh my god, I saw what the negative response was. Um, also... You know, I've thought about it, and I, I know I, I now am a better filmmaker. I now am older. I can make a better movie. Well, do you know um, what I'm I saying? Mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think that. Okay, so just just to quickly get back to my point, because it touches on what you just said. Sorry. Um, I just want to like say that, um, this I enjoyed this movie, and I think you can call it good, because of because the fashion it was released in. Um, sure. If I if I had to sit in an IMAX theater for four hours, I would have come out very upset because <laughs> I would have felt like the fucking 
guy in uh, a clockwork orange you know like that's yeah. not fair and I, like i would never do that and it would be an awful experience but i mean it's it's dished out in 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 parts um and so i you know it's a four-hour film that i watched over like five and a half hours because every... you stop every chapter yeah, every chapter I'd get up and I'd have a little rest. And then during the last bit where there's the big crazy fight scene, I just found that so overwhelming and gross that I had to pause it and take a little breather and then come back and finish watching it. Sure. So therefore, I, you know, I had a good time and I got to go and make some food and I sat down and I was eating my sausage sandwich in the comfort of my own house. Um, this was wouldn't be a good theater going experience. But if he... If, if he um, didn't, you know, have the tragic thing happen to him and he had to leave and he got to put it all together in post. Um, yeah, I don't th- there's no way they would have let him release a four hour movie. So no. he would have had to he would have had to have cut it down into something worse than this. So I think that the film we have here isn't the film that he would have made back in 2017, but um may have been the one that he had in his head back in 2017. Sure. Because from what I understand, um, like, even though he did some reshoots, um, like, he got them back to, to shoot some extra footage, it wasn't that much, and that was mostly for that... Uh, Fucking post-credits thing. Yeah, whatever that was. We'll get into that a bit later. But, yeah, it was it was mostly for that. Most of what we see was stuff that was already shot. So I yeah. actually, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised to learn that this is the film that he had in his head. This was the the script, pretty much. The movie but is made in the editing, and there are a million different ways you could edit this amount of footage into a four hour film. I am a bit skeptical to think that this is exactly what he had in his brain. Right, but scenes are. Made. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I can't. I can't. Right, but scenes are made to connect to one another. It's not like he. It's not sure. like every bit of footage shot is in like is infinitely interchangeable with any other shot. Yeah, so like it has to it has to connect in some way, and these scenes, do, like, do connect in meaningful ways, and and they seem very deliberate to me. Yep, I no 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 I agree, and like that that that's like one of the main issues with the original theatrical cut of this is it felt like the DNA linking everything was missing like oh which one did you watch first mess uh so i ended up watching i ended up watching the snyder cut first um because i didn't i i wanted to um get a a, like a an an opinion of 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 that without um having it like it was obviously going to be better than the theatrical cut so i didn't want to come out of the snyder cut being like it was great because you know i just had to sit through the the dog shit that was um the theatrical cut yeah okay um this is my controversial kind of take on it so justice league is inherently dog crap Zack snyder's justice league isn't and one of the main issues I had with the original one is the lack of context. Now, this film, while watching the Zack Snyder Justice League, I was getting annoyed because of how much context and how much backstory and how much key bits of information Joss Whedon decided was irrelevant for the theatrical cut. Do you agree? Was that annoying you as well? 
Um, yeah, well, I was amazed watching the Snyder Cut, like, how much extra shit is in there. But but it's uh, things that, like, but that like actually affect things. So, like, I remember laughing my fucking head off when I'm watching Justice League and Ben Affleck is fucking on a horse on a fucking snowy mountain taking his fucking time to get to a village and they don't address why and it's t- and, and all I'm thinking is he's fucking Batman take your fucking bat wing and fucking fly to the fucking your Scandinavian little fishing village right yeah and just a throwaway line like you know oh he must have come by a horse the storms have not let anything land here for weeks yeah that's that's key information otherwise what you're what witnessing looks in like pointless and stupid and redundant yeah and there's I so thought, many mi- minutes of that there's so many bits of that in this in this Zack Snyder cut that it was making me happy because it's like okay this film like I'm happy that this exists and it proves that like the it, it isn't just a complete incompetent mess but it was also making me angry that that the, there's a filmmaker out there Joss Whedon who for some reason doesn't understand that we need to kind of know this sort of stuff, mm. you know? Um, which is weird because we just discussed him and established yep. that he's a competent storyteller and understands which which bits of information are important to know and which bits aren't. If yep. he was making this movie, that would I feel like that would be a piece of information that he would give because his style of storytelling... Um, is, is even in his TV shows, I feel is very, uh, blockbustery Spielbergian where it's like at times a little over, like over the top with the exposition, but just to make sure every single person knows exactly what's going on here, he'll like dress up exposition in clever little ways and drop it in there. Yeah. Um, but in, but in his cut of this shit, he, he, t- he takes stuff out, but then but then throws other things in there that just confuse matters and and don't make any sense. Like I, just I was fucking overwhelmed with how how much how much they shot. Like they fucking remade the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. And I've seen people online be like the the you know the really cynical people being like, yeah, just watch the Snyder cut and it's ninety percent exactly the same. It's not, though. It's definitely not. Like, the weird subplot of the family in the small town. Yeah, that shit's all new. I mean, like, we we knew that that was... um, Fucking brunch. Yeah, like, we knew that that stuff was um, new at the time. But, I mean, um, there's there's, there's, there's so many scenes that are just, like, reshot. Yeah, like like them in the Batcave. Um, him going to meet Aquaman. Um, like completely every different. Scene, every yeah, every scene. Yeah, it's not like he just like wrote new scenes that because there's some of it takes place, um, in different different places, and um, and 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 different things happen, but some of it is like the same shit and it's the same scene but they rewrote it and reshot it i mean like when they're deciding that they're gonna bring superman back to life uh set in the same place everyone is there it's it's all the same stuff and they're all coming to the same decision but it's just reshot and 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 rewritten 
and and it's worse as well. And that was the strangest one because that scene doesn't have any jokes. Yeah. Except the only difference is, is that they're all a little bit bickery and childish in the, in the Whedon reshoot of that scene. And I think it's, it's a fight. It's a stupid fight between them. And it's, yeah, he's trying to have that, um, you know, typical, uh, yes. Like, uh, end of second act where they're all like splitting apart. Yeah. Um, in this, in the Snyder cut, they never really split apart. The whole movie is about them coming together. Yep. And so I guess that's why he reshot that. But it's it sucks. It's so bad. Like I don't even mind how they come to the decision to bring Superman back. I understood why they were doing it, how they were gonna do it, do it, and uh, and what was going on. Yep. This one, it's just confused. It turns into. Bruce Wayne giving them a shitty speech. And I was like, oh my God, they're all in this. Ben Affleck has so many lines and they're all in the costumes and the and the set. How much did this cost? What the fuck are you yeah, doing? Why did you do this? Because it's, it's not, I don't know. It's like maybe when someone, you know, takes over a job for someone and doesn't necessarily, it's not their vision. It's easy to just fall back on tropes and conventions at that time or what you're familiar with. That's yeah. What, that might be what happened. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, it yeah, it really feels like Whedon, um, when they asked him to do this um, or hired him to do this, um, it, yeah, it feels like he, like, opened up his uh, how to make a movie textbook Basically. and just... And just went to work with, like, he obviously did not have any creative interest in doing this. There's no soul in it, but he's just like, all right, well, let's just follow the movie making rules and try to turn it into a a Joss Whedon movie, like into a Marvel movie, into a standard three act structure. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, of course you know, can, like, can make good films, but it's, 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 but it needs the key ingredient of love to work. Well, to, yeah, but then to also try and, and take this, this thing made by a specific type of dude, like, like listeners know this, I do not like Zack Snyder, not a single one of his movies. Maybe I like this one. I don't even like 300. So when I'm defending him as a visionary, know that I do it cringing, but he is a guy with a specific vision and, and and his vision is one that is like quite, quite bleak and almost the antithesis of the, the tastes of a guy like Whedon. And so to try and take that and turn it into this other thing, you get a Frankenstein how could you how how could you ever possibly think that that would work like i i want to meet the minds behind this i want to interrogate them and 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 know exactly what the fuck was going on in their heads it it does you come have to down be to it does come down to like the you know the the kind of mindset of like when someone makes a sequel or something and you're like did you watch the original because it doesn't feel like you watched the original the same yeah. fucking principles have to apply to justice league there is a preset tone themes and feel to these movies and then all of a sudden you're just going to turn it into you know buffy 10 like you can't <laughs> yeah. 
you know, because it is Buffy 10, because it's like the same thing over and over again. It's not bad, but I, like, I don't even know. Maybe it wasn't Joss Whedon's decision to do that. Maybe, maybe the executives were like, you need to do what you did on, on the Avengers. Yeah, well, they now. obviously, and then, they and then obviously got like, him in oh. and they were like, fill it with jokes and make it more lighthearted. I mean, he's clearly tried to do that. Um, yeah. And it doesn't work. I mean, like, you know, we went over this last week. I actually like Joss Whedon. Everything that, uh, pretty much everything that that guy has done on his, on his own accord, you know, I didn't like um, Age of Ultron. Obviously didn't or like- Or fucking Toy Story for some reason. <laughs> um, but I mean, I like that dude. I, I like the, sh- the shit that he makes. I like his style and I think he's very funny, but those but those jokes work in a specific setting. Like they work because of everything else that surrounds it. And, yep. and, it, and it doesn't work in this. I mean, like you have like DC and Marvel, those like, um, those universes, um, are, are really good because like if DC would work properly as it's supposed to, because Marvel is very, um, lighthearted obviously it's like that it's like a it's like sweets you know marvel is yeah. like um cakes and and, and bickies <laughs> and lollies and dc is like you know uh, chips and other salty shit you know that's neither of them are particularly good for you and you shouldn't have them all the time but they're a treat you know uh, and, yeah. and can be equally as good as each other but when you try to take like the, the salty treat and inject it with a bunch of sugary stuff, then you have something that is more disgusting and your brain just cannot even handle it. That's what I felt like watching the theatrical cut. It's like, it's like eating ice cream and mints, you know, it's like, it's like putting fucking hot gravy over, over a cake. It's, oh. it's disgusting and it's hilarious. This is the third time I've watched a theatrical cut, by the way, because it is genuinely so bad. It's funny. So I know what, it well. What? Okay. So you know it well, right? I watched it recently for this review and I've already forgotten how they figure out where Steppenwolf is in the theatrical cut. Can you, um, can you remind me? Do they, do they, do they give a fuck in, in their answer? Because they, they seem to put a lot of care into the answer in the Zack Snyder version. Yeah, uh, so in the theatrical cut, they're in the Batcave after Steppenwolf got the th- uh, the third box. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just before. No, it's 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 after. It has to be after. Yeah, yeah, right? it's after. And then, um, yeah, and then Cy- Cyborg's pissed off. And then, um, and then Captain Woman is like, Hey, uh, <laughs> excuse me. What? <laughs> um, Captain Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's meant to be the Captain America of this one, you know. Yeah, um, but she's Captain yeah. So Woman. she's like, "Hey, Cyborg, I know that you have the ability to find him. Why don't you use it?" And then he's like, "Oh, okay, fine." Um, and then he just like goes into Bruce Wayne's computer, and he's like, "I'm all right. I'm finding him." And then he just has found him. So I think it's, it's so implied dumb. that, yeah. So I think it's implied that Cyborg could have done it all along. Um, he just like 
you know, couldn't get over his emotional problems and, um, and then Wonder Woman helps him to. Um, like, see, the thing is, they talk about his emotional problem. Like, you, you, you mentioned his emotional problems and that being the justification. But in the theatrical cut, we don't even know who this motherfucker is. Yeah, no, we just get that he's sulky. Like, we don't get any backstory. We don't get any context. We don't get any ramifications or even plot threads for him in this in the theatrical version. He's just there. Yeah. And in the, Which I understand, in the, like in the, he's like the biggest win. He he gets the biggest win in the fucking Snyder cut because his character we know who he is now. Such an important part. Yeah, yeah. We know who uh, he he's is. He's a major now. character. He's almost the main character in the Snyder cut. Wow. Okay, you might need to slow down there. He's got. He's got the. He's got the. Um. He's got the most rewarding arc. Yeah. Because and he's got the. The, like the biggest um, emotional backstory, you yep. know. Um, what's his name? F- uh, the fucking fish guy, Aquaman. The Aquaman, Captain yeah. Captain Woman, and Fish Guy. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so- and 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 their leader, Uberman. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, like his story uh, is far more emotionally impactful than Aquaman's or The Flash. Although, like, uh, I I did actually care about those characters um, uh, throughout the film. But Bruce Wayne plays uh, actually a a far less um, integral. He's he's actually in it less in the Snyder Cut. Well, probably technically more because it's four hours long, but... I mean, I noticed like a lot of the reshoots uh, were 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 mostly um, a fat Affleck, sad, um, fat, puffy Affleck. Um, yeah, yeah I, noti- I noticed. I noticed so that as well. Shit to do. It seems like Batman and Superman, in the grand scheme of things, felt less in this in this in the Snyder cut. Mm. Even 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 like even Superman seemed like like filling at the end a little bit like even yes. even like his involvement in the final confrontation i feel like it seemed less in the snyder cut which i'm not complaining about but it just no, he felt it like less of a part good. of a he felt yeah he felt less part of the the conflict which um, yeah, he just he just comes along at the end and um and helps out pretty much saves the day um but um not 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 completely. Like it does. It still. It still takes all of them. Um, yeah. And 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 like uh, the other three have have much more to do um, as well. But like a lot of their dialogue in the in the reshoots for the theatrical cut um, have been filled in by um, a swollen Ben Affleck. Who uh, so, so going back to like the scene where they decide to um, resurrect Superman. That's in the Snyder Cut. That's a scene that um, is is a dialogue exchange between four characters. They're yep. all like they're all kind of like reading each other's minds and being like, "Oh, should we do it? Should we not?" And 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 they they go back and forth on it a bit, but they also go back on it like um, as mature adults rather than like bickering children. That that, that um, alcoholic Ben Affleck then has to like shout at them and be like, "Guys, don't you realize?" <laughs> This may be our only chance to save the world. Um, 
and and most of the 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 information given in that scene is taken from all the other characters and given to Ben Affleck and all the other characters are reduced to like just Excellent saying children. yeah just saying oh I don't know about that Batman and he's like yeah well why don't you shut up we don't have any other choice it's like <gasps> why why did you think this was better like were you were you sabotaging this like what are you doing maybe he could have been sent from the other side to ruin ruin the hopes and dreams of the Snyderbots. yeah no uh, there, yeah. there was there was <laughs> some get tinfoil bits. hat <laughs> yeah there was some there were some bits in the like the the like in the theatrical cut there were things in the movie that i was like this is fucked fuck this shit and they were parts of Zack Snyder's Justice League. But yeah. I don't know if it's the way he edits it or just because of the scene structuring, like what leads to what. The blow of those things that I thought were dumb were significantly less. Like them digging up, like Cyborg and Flash digging up the grave hmm. plays completely differently in the Zack Snyder Justice League than it does in the theatrical cut. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, def- yeah, definitely. Because, um, like, yeah, the bit, like, um, they decide, okay, we're going to dig up Superman. And then it cuts to Cyborg and Flash digging up the grave. And um, in the theatrical... <laughs> I'll go do the Snyder Cut first. In the Snyder Cut, um, Flash goes, you know, I could do this in a nanosecond. And then Cyborg's like, yeah, I know. And then he goes, and then he looks down at the grave and he's like, he was a hero to me. Implying that the reason he's taking his time with doing it is because he kind of doesn't want to do it. He's really nervous and upset about having to dig up the grave of Superman. So in a way he's trying to put it off. It's really not bad stuff. In the theatrical cut, um... What does he say? He's like, you know, I could do this really fast. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, dude. And then, and then the flash like goes to fist bump him for some reason. Yeah. And then he, and then he just stares at him. He's like, oh, sorry, huh? Yeah, a bit racially charged. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, does that so... make me funny? Yeah. You took, no, out, it... you took out like a, like. A, a kind of a sweet moment and a little insight into the characters and the, the situation and their relationship to each other. And like, it adds gravity to the situation, not just to the stakes, but to like the emotional stakes. But I'm really pretty sure that scene, shit. I'm pretty sure yeah. that scene in like the, the Whedon cut joystice league, as people call it, um, is there for that joke. Whereas, like, the scene in the Snyder Cut, you see them arrive, you see them digging, and you see Aquaman and Wonder Woman have a bit of an interaction. And you see, like, how it's affecting all of them that they're doing this, you mm. know? And yeah, they all know really feel why... like they're sinking to a, to a desperate stage that none of them are comfortable with, but they don't have any choice. Like, when they're and looking they're... at his body in the back of the van, you see them yeah. all looking at it, and it's kind of like, oh, this is weird, isn't it? But yeah, they're at the graveyard how... for a while. Yeah, but it's, I don't know it's... how Joss Whedon saw that scene, right? Or saw that footage and goes, you know what? I'm going to use this 30 seconds 
and then I'm going to pay for a crew to fly back to that graveyard <laughs> to shoot a really weird <laughs> joke <laughs> about racism. It is racism. weird, isn't it? It is weird. He's got some really questionable shit in here. Uh, yeah. Old, old Joss with his... Well, yeah, you know, like... like the, the, he, the only um, other thing I can think of is, is that that joke is in... Was shot by Zack Snyder, but then Whedon decided to use it and Zack didn't. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, boy... That's the only would, other option. It would be interesting to to find out exactly uh what was um like what was shot before Snyder left and Whedon came in I can kind of tell what was most you can, of the you time can, yeah you like can the you lighting can, changes can, and th- there are subtle differences even in the appearance of them especially Ben Affleck but we know why because he was like going f- through a full fucking puffy relapse by the time they were doing I think Joss that you Whedon. can tell with a I think you can tell with a lot of it but uh, there are some things like like that scene, for example, um, where it's like, wait, why did uh, why did Whedon fly back out there, or you know wherever it is? Why did they reshoot this graveyard scene just for that joke? And you're oh, like, no, oh no, 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 maybe- but like that that sentiment still applies because, like you said, with the Batcave stuff where they're standing around, mm. they went back and reshot that. Like, yeah, I know, but I'm there saying is evidence like, that they did do that for sure. Right. But I'm saying like maybe Snyder shot, you know, some things that weren't used in his in his cut that Whedon used and didn't reshoot. What yep. what did Snyder like what did Snyder reshoot on the third batch of reshoots? You know what I mean? Because I think that there are some things in there that we that we still don't quite know. I mean, I want, like, some kind of, like, definitive answers. Like, show me the, the, show the, me a cut of all these that films can, that are, like, color-coded, that, you know? Two things that I can definitely tell that were shot for the reshoots for this was the interaction between Lois Lane and Martha Kent. Yeah. Um, that was reshot because I did hear that the guy playing Martian Manhunter didn't know that he was Martian Manhunter until the reshoots. So, like, the reveal that it was Martian Man- Manhunter the whole time, that was part of the reshoots. And mm. I'm pretty sure the fucking dream sequence at the end is reshoots as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's... I think all that stuff is is stuff he shot. Um, so, I love well that after. you... When when I was at your place the other day and we were talking about things, I love how you said that Joss Whedon... Uh, not Joss Whedon. Zack Snyder did this for free. He didn't because what he did was is essentially created an army of people that are going to demand that he continue making these fucking films. Yeah. Well, it's so not that it won't it's, it's not that free. it won't pay off. It's not that it won't pay off. I mean, he just he didn't uh there wasn't a um like a fee for his re-editing of it. That's sure. just what I heard. Sure. That, um, that's fine he, but i don't know nothing's free and free. i think i think he i think anyone who's coming out of this better off it's fucking Zack snyder this is a vanity oh, yeah, project sure. that that is going to give just rewards for him which i can't believe i i quickly that. have to apologize um to people listening for the leaf blower the the building that i live in 
for some reason, the gardeners are here three or four times a fucking week. I don't know why the gardens need to be done four times a week. I think they've just figured out a way to steal money from the fucking the fucking <laughs> property managers because I don't know. There are no leaves that need to be blown right now, but they are blowing fucking leaves. It's like a dodgy Anywho, mechanic. You got to. It is a dodgy yeah, mechanic. You, I think it's a you're dodgy gonna, fucking. You're gonna need me to come here three times a week to blow these leaves around. I'm I'm watching this girl leaf blow and I she's not doing anything. She's just it's like she's acting in a film, like she's pretending to blow leaves. <laughs> what the fuck? Tell her anyway, to shut up. No, I'm not gonna tell her to shut we're up. Talking Snyder Cut. We're doing your podcast here, man. <laughs> Can you like? <laughs> nah, fucking hell. Nah. Anyway, um. What what do you think is the weakest aspect of the Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, like, in terms of what what do I prefer about the theatrical cut? No, or just no, no, like- no, 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 no. We don't need to. We, we, that that's a really unfair comparison to make. I guess mm. what I'm saying is what is what is holding this film back from being actually a good film. And um, I know people make fun of the desaturation, but like yeah. honestly, can't like you don't have to you don't have to really make the colors pop like a fucking Marvel movie or like the theatrical cut of Justice League, but just I'm I'm begging you like turn the dial like point five or something because it looks like raw footage that he yeah. just then maybe put a blue filter over, just crank it a little or just go black and white. Because it, right at the moment, it's like an in-between stage where I just can't deal. Like We are getting a black and white version. Yeah, I'd rather that. Or I, really, what I'd prefer if, is he just cranked the saturation just a little. I've actually thought that um, just a theatrical cut was oversaturated. But just just give me a little bit, man. Because it's like, it's, it's fucking ugly. Like, my eyes are, my, like my eyes are trying to see the color. Because I, I know it's there, but it's faint. You know what I mean? Other than that, I mean, it's fine. Like, you know, this isn't, this isn't my thing, you know? But I think, um, unlike Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, where I can see like what he's trying to do and where he stumbles or where he just flat out fails. This is, I think like, this is what he was trying to do with those other films. So I think it's a, I think it's a huge success. Again, not my cup of tea, but I gotta say he I, I think he nailed it. Interesting. I love how this started like we sounded like all we were gonna do is just fucking shit on this film. And it turns <laughs> out that we're not. That's an interesting turn turn of events. Um for me it's length. And I know you might be like, obviously. But the thing that separates Zack Snyder in my opinion, from, say, a great filmmaker to a to someone who has a vision, the way you... You know, he's... What did you describe him as? He's a... He is he a has, visionary. He's a visionary. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good filmmaker or a great filmmaker. I think there is a balance between what Joss Whedon did, which is cut out all relevant information... Because mm. if you include all that relevant information, what you have is a four-hour fucking movie, right? So mm. I kind of empathize with Joss on that sense. Oh, fuck, okay. To get context for everything, the movie needs to be twice as fucking long as it should be. Mm. So 
I think Zack Snyder needs to learn how to maybe tell things slightly differently because at the moment it's quite pretentious and elongated and bloated and it shouldn't need four hours. We shouldn't need four hours to have the relevant information to make a movie comprehensible. It shouldn't take four hours for that. And this movie does because a Mm. lot of the stuff that is restored and is in this film, not including the desert sequence at the fucking end because I fucking hated that. It was fucking bullshit. But a lot of it was necessary. And if you need four hours to tell something that others can tell in two, you're not a great filmmaker. So that's what I think is really holding it back. I think the... um yeah, I mean, I agree. Because I, this is a superhero uh, movie. This isn't a fucking... I'm, this isn't a magnum opus. This isn't a fucking lamenting European movie that goes for seven hours. No, this is, like you described, a nice bag of Doritos. See, you I know? mean, like, I don't I don't really care about that. That Like, the length, honestly, didn't bother me that much. And I don't think it... You know, your film has to be, like, all that serious in order to justify a lengthy runtime because i mean like look at like lord of the rings now there's like two a... people blowing leaves in the exact same spot is this a joke <laughs> they're having a battle what sorry continue um yeah i honestly i didn't i didn't really have a problem with the runtime other than just like i don't want to watch like batman for four hours like i'm just not that guy but uh in the same way that like i don't but i don't i don't really watch lord of the rings that much like every few years i'll watch lord of the rings and really like but that shit's like fucking four hours long and it's about like elves and wizards and shit so i don't really care if you want to make a four-hour superhero movie make it good and actually i i gotta give him credit because what he needed here more than anything was two other movies or maybe even three because this film should have had you know like the avengers had uh it should have had several other films to set these characters up i think you probably you needed a flash movie and you needed the aquaman movie first maybe not the cyborg movie. and then but then that would that would bring down the runtime of this movie though which exactly is and that would bring and that would bring down the runtime because this felt like the reason it was so long is because it's like three movies crammed into one. And so the fact that it's three movies crammed into one, I think is what makes, what makes it four hours long. Yeah. Um, but then it's watchable because they're all like, they're all pretty good movies. I mean, they're not, they're not fucking cringeworthy. In fact, I was even thinking while I was watching it, maybe I should go back and watch those other movies because I remember thinking Don't that do they it. were... Don't do it. Well, I changed my mind because then when the... Um, that awful... Whatever that shit is at the end, you know, when Batman is like in the in the apocalypse and, and Joker's there, then I was reminded of, of like who Zack Snyder is and what I've come to expect of him because... Yep. Like this, he couldn't help himself, shit. could he? He couldn't help no, the, himself. The, this whole Justice League movie, I was like, 
this is pretty good. This isn't upsetting me. Well, why was I so, why did I hate Batman vs Superman so much? And then I watched, and then that, that ending sequence came on. I'm like, yeah, this, this is the shit that I expect from him. This is garbage. And, and so, I mean, and again, I don't know, that's maybe why I feel lucky. like, that's why I feel like hindsight is 2020 at points. You know, you make a, you make a bad movie or you shoot a, a bad movie for $200 million or $170 million. Mm. And then you're thinking about it for, you know, five years. Then, of course, you're going to have better ideas and know how to do it better. I've had that before. I've made a film and oh, I've made a few films and I've been kicking myself because of how I could have done something better. Like, yeah. this, is the, this is literally the poster child for having a second chance. And what you mm. do with that really shows who you are. And I'll have to give him credit. He's someone who at least can learn at the end of the mm. day. That's the best yes. compliment I can definitely give him. He can learn, except yeah. for with the fucking Mad Max dream sequence at the end. Well, you might be right there, actually, because um, if like the, the main bulk of the movie is stuff that was already shot... That yeah. means, like, you know, he's shot it and he's, like, he's on a big adrenaline rush, like, on an ego trip and then puts all sorts of lame shit in there. But then he's got time to sit and then when he looks back, he can kind of see it with clear eyes, like you said, sure. 2020. Um, but the new stuff, which I know that, like, all that um, post-apocalypse stuff, all that stuff is new. And... Which he hasn't had the opportunity to ponder over. He just shot it recently. Yeah, that was stuff Which is him at his purest form. Yeah, that was stuff that he came up with, like, once he got the go-ahead. And he's like, well, since you're going to let me do this, like, I I want to go and shoot this stuff. And then that's the only thing that he hasn't had, you know, he's still, like, got an adrenaline rush for and is all ego about. And it's bad and it reminds me of like how Zack Snyder usually is you might be mm. yeah I think you're probably under something there because also I also even though it's um much more uh tame the Marvin Manhunter Martian the what the fuck is that guy's name I'm going to try so to we've got Marvin we've got we've got Uberman fish dude <laughs> Captain Chick and Martian uh, Marvin <laughs> Marvin Martian isn't Marvin the name of the alien from Looney Tunes yeah I was thinking. I'm thinking of Marvin the Martian, but his yeah, name is Martian, Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah. yeah, and with um, Ben Affleck in a in a clear reshoot. Um, a lot of people say that Ben Affleck looks worse in that scene. I think he looks better than he does even for the the original stuff that was shot. He's lost weight. He's looking well, good. Well, he looks. I thought he looked quite swole in the dream sequence. Like he looked quite the, fucking big. Well, he's wearing the Batman suit. Okay, but I'm well, in the Batman look, suit. He looks pretty fucking. Heckers. Yeah, but looking on the cow, you can see that he's still wearing the same cow, like costume yep. that was made for that movie. But his face is slimmer, so it doesn't. There's like a gap in the cow, but in right. the movie, okay. it's total. In the movie, it's totally filling the whole thing out. Right. I'm always. I always have a keen eye for uh, a healthy Affleck. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm begging you know, we're, for we're, it. I think we're his greatest offenders. You know, your your wife was making fun of him the other day, and you know, yeah, my wife hates it, Ben Affleck, and uh, I think, I'm actually you know, the uh, co-chairman of the uh, Ben Affleck fan club. 
which is Damn, run by I told, you and me. I, t- I told her to stop doing that. <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Um, so, uh, the biggest question I have for you, this is what everyone wants to know. Do you prefer PlayStation 2 graphics Steppenwolf or PlayStation 3 graphics Steppenwolf? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I actually am a, I actually liked the Snyder Steppenwolf. I, I had, um, I had sympathy for that character in the yeah, Snyder Yeah, he cut. isn't just a, like, a nothing villain. Like, in the other version, it's like, who is this cunt? Like, we have absolutely yeah, no he's... real reason to believe who he is. Yeah, You see one flashback exactly. and it's like, okay, so all of a sudden, like, you know, like with Thanos, like, we literally see him at the end of the Avengers, and then for mm. two fucking phases of their universe, we slowly get to know more and more about this guy. But yeah. Steppenwolf, I know he's, like, the the bad guy before the bad guy, but still, like, you're presenting... Like, we knew who Loki was in fucking Avengers, you know? we He yeah. didn't just pop up out of nowhere through a fucking portal. Mm. Um, have you seen all the thirst that's for Steppenwolf online? The thirst? Yeah, people are like, I think it's like, are jokingly thirsty for like Snyder Cut <laughs> Steppenwolf. Really? Uh, yeah, they think he's hot. Okay, that must be ironic because he. Yeah, it's he, totally he ironic. Looks, he, yeah, okay, because he kind but of. But they think he's kind of cute. He is kind of cute. I like mean, his in eyes like a, are kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, in a very sweet way. I mean, like I, so we learn that he uh, Steppenwolf in the Snyder Cut is um. You know, he's he's basically like a, a a major dipshit fuck up in the in the dark seed dark side um, uh, army, and um, and he's he, he's there on Earth to be like, I am going to prove myself. I am going to win back the affection of dark side, um, and then he and then he gets in contact with um dark side's uh, secretary or whatever, and um, he's like. I have found the boxes and I am going to show Darkseid that I am good. And then the secretary's like, you're a little fucking bitch, Steppenwolf. (laughs) And then the close-up on Steppenwolf's face, he's got these, like, he looks like he's going to cry. He's got little kitten eyes. Did you notice that? They look like little kitten eyes. Yeah. And he's got, and he's, um... He's got like no nose in this one. And his lips are small and pouty and they're like right up high on his face, like just under his eyes. He looks pathetic. And so I really spiky and pathetic. I really fucking felt for the dude. And I liked the scene. I I think his voice sounds pretty cool in this one. Uh and so in the other version it just sounded like the actor. Like it just sounded like the guy that plays the role. Yeah. Um, but he's fucking, you know, he's, he's dangerous. Like you see him in fights, like he fucks people up and the R rating helps, uh, in that, like the, like he, he really fucks people up. You see some blood. Um, and so, yeah, I had, I had sympathy for Steppenwolf in this one. And, but I also thought he was, um, an effective threat and that's kind of all you need to have a good villain. Like, I don't think it's, you know, genius by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good effective villain do you I think having arms. having dark side play a, a 
relatively important role in this film undermines that? No. Um, I mean, a lot of this, like, again, like, a lot of the compliments I'm giving is, like, I'm... I, f I feel, like, I kind of know exactly what the studio is asking Snyder to do. Like, yeah. a lot of this is, like hey, we want a Justice League movie, the third movie you do, and we want these characters in it. And so he's like, all right, well, fuck, I got to, like, I got to provide, like, an adequate backstory and develop these characters. And, well, it's going to be four hours long, and they want to have Darkseid, and they want to have Steppenwolf. They want to have, they want to tease Darkseid for the later, later thing. And so a lot of this stuff he, like, has to do. And so for something that he has to do, I think he does pretty well. Sure. I didn't. I didn't really give a fuck about Darkseid, but I. I didn't feel like it undermined the threat of Steppenwolf. I think all it did, because Steppenwolf's threat is physical, yeah. more than omnipotent, and I think he's a big, that, scary dude that could break your face. Yeah, exactly. Except and, for he looks um, like a cute little kitten. Yeah. So I think Darkseid just kind of like is is more effective at. At, at allowing you to garner sympathy for Steppenwolf. Sure. Um, which is, which is good. I like that. Because what I, are I, his motivations in, in the, in the theatrical cut? It's like he was ashamed of his loss on earth. So now he is back to avenge his loss on earth. Like yeah. that's literally it. Right. And all his dialogue is just like, you are pathetic and I am the best. It's kind of it. And he really. looks like just a, a tall man wearing a helmet <laughs> yeah he's just some dude he's just some literally just some dude. guy like yeah. he doesn't seem otherworldly at all <laughs> fucking hell uh, yeah no he's just it's like uh, uh, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that version like I guess maybe like at the time um, they didn't I don't they think didn't they cared even, I don't think I don't they think cared they, yeah, but I'm just like, in pre-production, surely there was a design. Surely. But they're like, yeah, yeah, so this is what Steppenwolf is going to look like. And then what, like, um, Whedon came in and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, Spike Armor. Well, I was actually thinking, what if he looked like shit? What if he looked <laughs> like, what if he looked like he was wearing uh, some of the throwaway Skyrim armor? It's like, uh, <laughs> He kind of yeah. does look like that, doesn't he? Yeah, that 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 can work too, Joss. Good idea, brother. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. Um, I'm glad there's this film also... exists. Yeah. You know, do you do you um? Because I have some thoughts on this. I want to know if you've thought about it too. Um. Do Do you think this will have a positive or negative effect on? Uh, on, on the industry going forward or just like restore the all. Snyderverse restore the Snyderverse which is the new hashtag is already blowing up right which is they want him back in charge of running the franchise so you give them an inch they take a mile so <laughs> I don't know I think this sets a pretty scary precedent um, I think we should yeah. let sleeping dogs lie um, I think hopefully it will open eyes to executives that sometimes it's best to just, even if it doesn't work, at least let someone finish their vision. But yep. I do not agree that, like, 
I don't believe in revisionist history in that sense and that we should anyone should just be allowed to go and spend millions of dollars to do something again and then the mentality of everyone changes I don't know it just seems a bit it seems a bit off-putting to me I don't like art by committee and yeah yeah I mean like you does this set a good precedent like we've had two two occasions of it in two years we had fucking Sonic where everyone dissed the fucking graphics and they literally reanimated the whole fucking film. Mm. And now we've had this, where a movie that came out and bombed fucking four years ago is now, you know, had life. And, and the thing is, like, I don't resent that this exists at all. I think it's kind of cute. I think it's kind of emotional and I think it's kind of awesome that this happened. But yeah, I, think it's I don't neat. know. I think that this could just, this could be taken in the wrong direction. And I don't know. I feel like I sound like a fucking conservative for fuck's sake. You know? <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're probably right um, that there will definitely be um, a lot of shitty, like there, there'll be a lot of like really shitty decisions made in the aftermath of this. Uh, like, yeah, like revisionism, like, oh, what, what else can we dig up and, 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 and recut and put out? Um, like I, I, I can definitely see, you know, and it'll be like real basic mind shit. Um, yeah. the type of basic mind who made the theatrical cut in the first place, like, oh, people said it's too dark. Well, let's get Joss Whedon in to make it lighthearted. Um, they'll be like, oh, Oh, the Snyder Cut's blowing up. Well, what's distinctive about that? Well, everyone's talking about how it's four hours. Okay, well, let's make movies go for four hours from now on because people like that. No, they don't. No, people... I, no, I don't, they, I don't no, get they that. don't. But, but they the don't. Is, it's, it's, this but is that's set up like in a, in dog a, in brain a, shit episodic, that they'll think. Well, this is set right? up in an op- episodic structure because, as you know, most people cannot handle watching two hours for some fucking reason. And they can only watch two hours if they know that they're in 20-minute chunks when they sit on their bed and just watch a fucking TV show all day. Like, I don't know. I think I think it might be a, it might set a precedent for the, these sort of stories maybe going to streaming more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're like, doing that, they're doing that anyway. I know, but like, I don't know. I feel like this is just kind of like even more of a example you, of that I, I, if, they, if they get that people want four hour tentpole movies I, I like long movies I watch four hour movies I do not need to see this sort of movie go for four hours every time Endgame right went for three hours or something right hmm. but that's like the 30th movie in a franchise where that movie is the culmination of all of these other movies if there's any mm-hmm. movie that needs to be three hours it's that one not not your fourth film in your fucking frame. I, anyway, I'm getting on a different tangent now. You're thinking about it like a smart guy, though. Like, picture yeah. this. Venom 3. Sony has announced that it will be four hours long due to the reaction of the Snyder Cut. I can oh, see man. them making That's that kind of nightmare. dumbass decision. But on Sony, the optimistic... <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like the the dog brains will will think that, but on the um on the optimistic side of things, um, what I hope that they take from it is that um, people want to see, like, the vision of a, of a person, yep. you know, that like 
you know, maybe what people are really enjoying about this is that you gave creative control to the guy who thought the shit up in the first place. Yeah. And so I hope that that means that some studios will start handing like final cut over to directors. I don't expect them to do it with all their films. And I even don't expect, even though this is a huge, this is like the most expensive movie ever made. I certainly don't expect them to do it with their, their blockbusters, but it would be nice to see them being like, you know, like look at the success of Joker that I, I, I'm pretty sure Todd Phillips had creative control on that. And so they can look at look at things like that, and like yeah, if but he was one smart thing... enough to like request a small budget. Like that's a very small film compared. Right, but I mean, like, therefore you have the evidence to, to to suggest that okay, you don't feel confident giving a shit ton of money over. Look at the success of Joker. Look at the success of the Snyder Cut. Say people want to watch movies that like are, are the brainchild of of one fucking person not a, not not a room full of guys with a business degree yeah you know what i mean test I screenings that, and shit like that yeah i hope that that comes out of it another thing that i really like is um like this is four hours long right but because of like one advantage of um streaming is that mm. maybe you you can fuck around with the runtime and that as like a, a story goes for as long as it needs to go. And that includes includes like shorter things as well. Like maybe a movie doesn't have to go for two hours. Maybe it's fine for a movie to go for 80 minutes. It's fine for a movie to go, go for five hours. However long it takes for the story to be told. Sure. That's something you can do with streaming. So I hope that they start thinking in that direction. Yeah, Although I, I-, I think it's probably going to be what you're saying. That we can expect some really stupid shit to come out of this. I just, um, I hope that this is a wake-up call or at least a, oh my god. (laughs) Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, someone's coming to get you. (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, the, uh, I I hope that, um, the big studios and, like, the places like Disney and stuff maybe learn not to meddle as much. And I know, like... The Golden Goose is still alive when it comes to Disney and Marvel. But mm. you can't keep doing the same thing forever and expecting the same result. Like, there have been instances of Marvel movies being helmed by visionary directors. Like, good example is, like, Edgar Wright and Ant-Man. Like, that was a mm. thing. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah. And then uh, too much studio interference meant that Edgar Wright had to be like, bye... Yeah. I hope that this means that they might relax and that filmmakers that do that are visionaries, as you put it, um, get the opportunity to maybe bridge the gap between these movies that Scorsese cries about and cinema. You know, I, I hope that I hope that, that that synergy can exist one day properly. Yeah. Um, because people will be all the more smart for it. You know, yeah. it's not like me who watches these things and I have to like literally justify it to people being like, well, I, you know, it's like, it's junk food. I, I turn off my brain and I watch this stuff 
you know, like, I have to justify watching this more than I have to do, like, more than I have to justify watching a seven-hour Polish film. And it's because yeah. these are a bit embarrassing, you know? <laughs> and, and I hope we live in a, in an age where, you know, soon enough where they, they don't have to be anymore, where filmmakers can make films that aren't just baby food. Anyway, I'm, I don't know what I'm fucking saying anymore. I'm becoming a bit verbose and pretentious with this. Nah, I get um, you. Is there anything else we want to talk about now, or shall we move on to the next segment? Uh, reading the reviews. Yes. I have them lined up right here. Cool. And uh, do, you, do, you, do you care which one I start with? I don't care at all. All right, then. Well, I'm going to start with the... Uh, we'll go in chronological order. So I'm going to start with... Um, a 10 out of 10 review for the theatrical cut. Uh, this is from 2017 by Chris Clown. So I don't know, this might be a troll with clown in the name. I wouldn't mm. expect to take a guy like that seriously, but we'll see. He's a bit of a joker, am I right? Yeah. Or well, maybe he's writing maybe he's writing the review in character as the joker. That's a new take. Well, let's let's find out. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I loved this movie. Don't listen to the Marvel fans. This movie is great. Tons of fun and lots of action. The characters are great and the story is fast paced. The Flash steals the show and Aquaman is no longer a joke. (laughs) Batman and Wonder Woman are always great and Superman, well, you'll just have to see it for yourself. You can't ask for a better time at the movies. So, I love how, and if anyone ever gives... Uh, DC movie shit they're automatically a fucking Marvel fan like I love that that's just the mentality oh the Marvel fanboys it's like no you know there are people that hate both of them equally right yeah and 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 plenty of people who just don't give a shit I think in their I think in their head uh, the whole world is like split up into DC and Marvel yeah yeah so anyone who doesn't like it oh yeah good one Marvel fanboy Um, we were talking at the beginning about yeah yeah no, 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 continue. We're talking about what? We were talking at the beginning about, um, you know, defenders of this movie. And I was like, yeah, I don't think, I don't even think there were any DC fanboys that were for it. And you said, oh, there's a few dregs out there. And uh, I think we have one of them, Chris yeah, Clown. you found him. You, fist, you found f- Chris Clown. Yeah. Um, before we continue, I, I, I don't. Do oh yeah, I need to actually because I just thought of something I do need to talk about the the Snyder cut. Do mm. you think he on purpose put that dream sequence in at the end so he has another job? What do you mean? So he has another job? So they hire him back? Oh yeah, I think that that was in there. I think that was in there specifically to tease to fans like this is what I have in mind like. This, like, I look at all I have planned and what I'm going to do with it. Because even in um, Batman vs. Superman, he was having, like, uh, Batman in the coat. Which, by the way, I just... I hate Batman in his Batman suit wearing some thin jacket over the top that looks like, uh, like a shit, like, toy action figure. Yeah. Like, Desert Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, all-terrains Batman. Yeah, I think that, yeah, he definitely put that in there as a, as like a tease to be like, 
this is what I have planned. I got this. It's, it's going to go, it's going to go fucking ape. So make sure you let them know that you want me to keep making these. Are you keen that the Injustice Avengers are going to be Amber Heard and Jared Leto? The Injustice Avengers? Oh, oh so not Avengers, Injustice League, I guess. Um, uh, you know, like, because this is the, the Injustice universe, right? Where Bat- Superman's evil and killing people, right? Yeah. Uh look, yeah, if if we'll probably watch them for this show, but I I don't I don't really I'm not watching these things unless I have to. I have you care. heard the news that Amber Heard has been fired from the project? Oh. No. Yeah, she no. Uh, she couldn't lose weight in time and uh, and uh, at she... 110% has nothing to do with her relationship with Johnny Depp. I guarantee you that. Right. Yeah, I th- I heard that she was um cancelled because she like raped johnny depp or something <laughs> okay that's... i'm cutting that from the podcast <laughs> um, All right, no fine. so so she's yeah no she she she's recently had a bit of backlash because there are the intense defenders of johnny depp but um you know i think they're both as bad as each other but recently she it was announced that she's been fired as M- marina or whatever the fucking name is in in aquaman but it had to do in with aquaman two like in just in, in the in i think in just the franchise in general um oh, okay. and the justification is she didn't she hasn't gotten shape for the role which some people oh, are like bro. it's body shaming but i'm like look you're playing a superhero there is a kind of standard as to how you're meant to look so i can yeah totally you're meant to look that. like you're meant to be like fit yeah so yeah. that's the reason, but I also do think that there's probably it's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like they may have been looking for a reason to fire her from the franchise, if you know what I mean. Yeah, or maybe um, looking for a reason to rehire her. Right? Is get this? Yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's like fire Amber Heard. She's punched Johnny Depp, uh, and then they're like, "Well, she put a we, cigarette we, out on him." We we it's we like don't have. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they're like, oh, we don't really want to fire her because then we've got to recast and she's already in the other one. They're like, do it. And they're like, all right, fine, fine. She's fired. Uh, but it's because she's fat. And then you get the other audience who comes along. They're like, rehire Amber Heard. You can't body shame. And they're like, oh, no, we have no choice. She's rehired. Uh, now we don't fuck, have I to. Think, I think you're really on. I think you're onto something there. Holy shit! Yeah, because why else would they do the the fat thing? That's a terrible PR move. Yeah. Say anything know, but... else. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't exactly say fat, but she didn't get in shape that that she needed to be for the role. Um, are you excited to see more of Leto's Joker? <laughs> no, I was disappointed that he wasn't um decked out in the in the in the bling. He didn't have the uh he didn't look like a fucking um what do, what do you even call that look he had going on in Suicide sad boy. Squad? Like a sad boy rapper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he didn't look like a SoundCloud rapper. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, so just watching him in this, it was still, fu- it was still fun to see him back because he still sucks. And Did it he was say still... anything that made any sense? I was just watching that scene and it was shot in such a wank way. 
And he yeah, was just like making absolutely no shit. sense. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why am I yeah. watching? I, I just saw them kill the bad guy. Why is this in the film? And, and, and I got worried and had to pause it and look at the runtime. I'm like, fuck, is it like another hour of this to go or something? Like, it just <laughs> yeah, felt like, like not just the like, place to have that in the movie. At what all. are you going to do, Batman, when yeah. the bad things come for you? And then Batman's like, I'm going to fucking, gonna fucking kill, you. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Superman shows up and they're like, oh shit and then joker's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh no i'm looking forward to more leto joker i mean i, I want him to dress him up again some but, people um, just want to watch the world burn and it's you <laughs> it was actually yeah it was actually a pretty funny still he's still got it man he's still the worst he's Good still i don't think he'll ever be better like he's had he's had years to lament and think about that fucking role, and here yeah. he is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> he doesn't, except for out of focus this time. Yeah, but they dressed him up. They got rid of his tats and tried to make him look more like Heath Ledger's Joker, which actually might be good. Um, it might it might be even funnier because now they have this like shitty Heath Ledger Joker, sure, like a ripoff. Um, you know, he's got Came the smudged lipstick. Heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it might be good. I'll definitely be checking it out if um if there's more Leto Joker. Cool. Shall we read the uh the bad review for Justice League? Yeah, so this is uh another review for the theatrical cut. Uh it's one out of ten. Um titled They Have Become the Very Thing They Criticize. Um, okay. Kalmar Jerry. Funny that at least half of these positive reviews were made by a week old fresh accounts. These fans will always get mediocre movies as long as they protect them. Anyway, this is the fourth time of DC appointment. Wonder Woman was good. DC has officially become MCU 2.0. DC fans are criticizing MCU movies for obvious reasons. Yet they praise J-League, even though it is just like a typical Marvel MCU movie. My god, man. The fandoms for this shit are more obsessed with each other than they are with the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should have predicted that these reviews were just going to be about people they hate. Like, just the opposite side. That first one is like, don't listen to Marvel fans. And then this one is like, I'm guessing a Marvel fan... Yeah. He's like, these DC fanboys are hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> All right. DC has become the very thing that DC fans hate and criticized over years. Villain was so weak. Flash and Aquaman were cringe, especially Flash. Pacing was so fast. The comedy was so forced and jokes were bad placed. Some people thought that they should make Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman solo movies before the JL in order to develop the characters. Yes. And those people were absolutely correct. Those three characters really lacks development. DC is still making tons of mistakes in movie industry. I think they really need to reconsider the future of DC movies. Hmm. No, well, no talking about uh, Snyder there at all, which is interesting. No, no. No um, acknowledgement fact, that talking this about is the... not 
the film that was you know because it was I, I was aware of it when it came out when i went and saw it to the when we went and saw it to the movies mm. we knew that this was not the film that was shot yeah i thought everyone knew going in but um we kind of follow movie news i i so i guess that there are plenty of people out there who i think don't even know that uh batman can't technically be in a spider-man movie so uh, i'm guessing there were plenty of people i'm guessing there were plenty of people that didn't know that um that the 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 of all the behind the scenes bullshit interesting i i I guess i take that for granted yeah yeah cool um yeah so i agree with some of the stuff he was saying though but um he framed it he framed it in an asshole cunt head way you don't need to be a cunt about it you could just say these things and not be like oh you fucking miserable pricks you're the, yeah. you're as bad as we are. Not just be like you know the characters needed more development. Just say it in a fucking normal way. Yeah, DC Chris Clown uh, can also um, write pretty well. The mm. grammar grammar and punctuation are on point. Whereas uh, Kalmar Jerry, the MCU guy, awful, very hard to read. So uh, right. that's one to the DC fanboys. They can spell. Yeah. At least they can spell. Alright, so this is a 10 out of 10 review for the the shit we just watched. The Snyder Cut um, by Cyan Biswas. <laughs> that name makes a bell. Maybe I think we've read one of their reviews before. What was the name? Cyan Biswas? Maybe. It just rings a bell. Okay. Headline, Restoring the Snyderverse. They spell it Cinderverse. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just said that you cunts can spell. All right. Restoring the Cinderverse is essential now. The movie will make us connected with Victor Stone and Clark Kent very deeply. I felt goosebumps and even got a bit emotional at a few points. It's a must watch for all superhero movie lovers. The release of this movie is revolutionary and hats off to Zack Snyder. Now I'm eagerly awaiting for the Cinderverse to be restored. <laughs> I told you. I fucking told you. That's the big thing now. Oh, God. I don't... Oh, bro, I don't want the Snyderverse to be restored. Just stop. Just stop. Just leave it. Just... <laughs> Just you know, that they've started just doing different interesting things. They don't like they could still have him involved, but he doesn't need to be the fucking driving force behind all of it anymore. See, that's you know? the thing though, is that like see with Marvel part of their success, I mean like I really wish I could have seen the um the Edgar Wright Ant Man. Yeah. But a lot of that Ant Man you could tell was still from his script. Yeah. But I understand from a business perspective and even to a creative perspective, um, that you can't have this shit not looking like the rest, you know what I mean? Because it's meant to be yeah. all one universe and all connected. Um and a lot of the success of this thing is attributed to that. And mm-hmm. so if 
DC is going to um, continue with this uh, Snyderverse, uh, or, or the or the you know the one that he's established. But what does that even mean? In, what is the in, Snyderverse? It's well, it's it's more. Uh, this the Snyderverse is like the style and the stories and the tone that he has started, and sure. it is and it is quite specifically him. I mean, you're gonna have to then get, you know, if if the other people are making films in this universe, they're gonna have to recreate his style. So you can't have him directing every single fucking movie, but. If you if you're gonna continue with this one, you're gonna have to put him in some sort of like creative head role, sure, you know, and have him overseeing it, kind of like a a Feige type thing, you know. Right. Okay. And I also I don't see any reason why they can't go continue with both universes. I think actually DC is has accidentally landed on their feet in a really cool way because. As far as I know, people are still looking forward to that um, other Batman, and I'm like they they liked the other Joker. So it's like, well, you can have like your they sh- you know keep doing the like the cheap ones, keep making the the DC movies that cost sixty million, and then do your Snyder shit, which costs what what seven hundred million dollars a movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can you can run those things at the same time. Don't comics think, do that? I, You've I got think, all sorts of different different universes happening at the same time in the comics. People I think like this that'll shit, give don't care everyone that. everyone will have something that they like, and then they'll have the mass audience that will watch both. Yeah, exactly. So I think I mean, that they might be onto something there, accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Like through in my chaos head, came I'm- order. In my head, I'm picturing somebody just, like, going off to a sprint start and then tripping over themselves and their fucking dick going in their ass and then landing on their face and flipping over and somehow just landing back on their feet and they're sprinting and they're doing better than they did before. So, they have a unique opportunity here, I think, but um, I wouldn't put it past Warner Brothers to fuck it up in a supremely funny way. I don't know. What they'll do is they'll they'll have, like you know, two Batmans in the same universe or something dumb like that. Like they'll, yeah, they'll somehow yeah. bring them together and Flash just... will cross over into the universe and then they'll um they'll 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 try to get the Joker to fight um Henry Cavill, but then Joaquin Phoenix will refuse to come back for any amount of money, so then they sue him to use his likeness, and then we'll be watching a, uh, a CGI Joaquin, yeah, CGI Joaquin Phoenix um, fighting cyborg or some shit, and then then it'll be back to the world as we know it. Okay, twenty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. See, I don't know. Do I don't know? Do I want that, or do I want them to somehow succeed? I guess I guess I can't be that cynical. I do want them to succeed, so I don't know. I, either I way, we Batman's either way we win some good. Yeah, we do. The Robert win. Pattinson Batman. Yeah, that should probably that be to pretty be good. good. I reckon it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. We win either way. We get to talk about really shitty movies and watch trash, or we get to experience something fun. Yeah. Okay. Right, what's then. the next review? So. Here's the 1 out of 10 review for the Snyder Cut by 
Tony T. Uh, headline, completely overhyped slog with shoddy CGI. A waste of four hours. Don't watch it unless you are a blind DCEU fanboy. My God. Every Here single we go. one of these All reviews of is these fanboys fighting. <laughs> um, I'm glad to see this universe come to an end. Hopefully in a few years, some capable filmmakers and actors will be able to bring it the justice it deserves. Did they do that on purpose? Uh, they should have. Uh. Fans like this universe because it brings their favorite heroes to the big screen rather than the films being competent. For those of you who dislike Justice League's mediocrity and are wondering whether this film is an improvement, it isn't. It's just more of the same. It is a slog and you will feel every minute of its eye-bleeding CGI-filled runtime. Do something more productive than waste four hours of your time on this mediocrity. Uh, I'm I'm calling it. They didn't even watch the movie. Yeah, no, I don't think they watched it. Like, they didn't even bring up anything to do with the film at all. Yeah, they just said, no, it's four hours and it's uh, eye-bleeding CGI filled. It's actually not. It's not that bad. surprising amount of practical shit. I mean, at least, at least, like, if, you know, I think that this person is a uh, MCU fanboy. Mm -hmm. Um at least in this one, all the characters, well, except for Cyborg, are actually wearing a real costume. I mean, Robert Downey Jr., God bless him, didn't even wear the fucking suit for most of that Iron Man shit he did. He just mm. walks around in his normal clothes and he's like, yeah, you can CGI it around me. It's fine. I know you can. Yeah. Um, so it's like... I think there's a lot of really cool practical shit in the film. Like, it's still a a lot of ugly CGI. Although I will say, I think that um, in the, like, how every film is now just, like, so overly digitized, um, I think Zack Snyder is actually one of the few guys who can make CGI look good and, and stylish. And, like, it's clearly CGI, but he's got a particular style that I don't mind you know, watching. Sure. Um, but there's a lot of cool practical shit and it's small things. I mean, like there's one shot that stood out to me. Um, and it's like Batman inside his ship and he climbs down the ladder and then like drops down and then just walks over to this other section and the, the camera's trailing behind him. And then he turns around and he's like, uh, I'm going to lead the bugs away. You guys go and do your thing. And, the lighting, the cape, like the, the, the set design, like the style. I was like, damn, like fucking this motherfucker really knows how to compose a frame sometimes. Like it just He's pretty good cool. at it. He's always yeah. been good at it. And that's why I find his movies frustrating is because he somehow is in everything that I've seen, just lacking that one thing to make it more than just style, you know? Yeah. It's like, can you please get someone else? To write this shit. Hey, maybe even get someone else to direct it. And you can be the director of cinematography. How about that? Get someone who, like, seems to actually have a connection to human beings to direct the movie. And you can dress it up and make it look nice. Because he's good at that. He's great at that. But do you agree that Ben Affleck looked, like, far more alive and filled with love in the Snyder Cut? 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I, there was something about him, um, in the Snyder cut. Uh, cause by the way, like I, I hadn't seen the, uh, Justice League in like two, two years, two and a half years, maybe. And so I had forgotten most of it. Um, and so, yeah, there were things in there where I was like, uh, I remember really liking he's Batman in Batman versus Superman. For the most part, I like that Batman, although he's yeah. uses, he only uses guns, which is weird, but, um, but everything else about he's Batman. I like, I like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I like it all. Um, and, uh, I remember not liking him in justice league. And then when I watched the Snyder cut, I was like, oh wait, yeah, this is him as the Batman that I like. Well, what the fuck happened? And then rewatched the theatrical cut and I'm like, oh, cause it's all this new shit. It's all Ben Affleck being um, drunk and fat and miserable. <laughs> but and in like, uh, think about Justice it, like, you, League, he's still involved, into it. You're involved in a project because you, you're following the vision or you're like, you're one of the troops behind the, 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 the you know, the person who's making the film and here you are with another hundred million dollars or whatever the fuck it was with another director shooting something you've already done with someone you know and respect yeah and telling you to make all these unfunny jokes yeah he's like Like, okay okay so at this point uh you say to superman i don't not not like you Oh my god, he must have been fucking wasted that day to, to be able to say that. Oh god. Or like the bit where I just just him after he gets like thrown like thrown by Kalel and then he's like, Oh, yep, something's bleeding. Like just stupid shit like that. That's just the mm. most un Batman thing ever. Yeah. Ugh. Like Batman doesn't do those kind of quips. No, Batman doesn't quip. You make it, that's the least quippy character. Like Batman, you know, laments. Yeah, the know? best Batman doesn't say a lot. He's like a brooding He's like a big brooding guy. He's very serious. Yeah. So you can make fun of Batman. I mean, like that's why what you got Flash for. <laughs> That's what he's there for, man. Like, come on, what are you doing? Like, Whedon's usually pretty good at that stuff, so I don't know. He can be be a really good straight guy, Batman. Yeah, he's yeah, that's 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 what he's for. Um Yeah. Well uh we don't have to worry about Whedon doing any more harm. Yeah, well, you know, he's cancelled, so yeah, for what he did to Zack Snyder's movie. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, Dane. Um Also, you- did you did you notice like I thought it was a bit weird because we didn't you know, obviously not now, but at the time he was supposed to be like the progressive guy and yeah. Snyder was the you know, because uh, Snyder's problematic because all his fans are like incels who are Nazis. Yeah. Um all the Snyder's I mean all the Whedon stuff he added in it's got some pretty problematic shit in there. Like the joke I just said with the the Batman being like, I don't not not like you. It's like, what is that, a gay joke? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's several times where Wonder Woman is objectified. Like uh, oh, Flash accidentally lands on top of her and gets up and it's like, oh, awkward. Because 
you know, woman. Woman. And then, uh, you know, Aquaman being like, damn, you're gorgeous. You're fine. It's like... Oh, the last sort of truth bit? Yeah, and he's just, like, being a bro about, like, how she's hot. And then the... And then the Flash doing the fist bump to Cyborg. He's like, oh, sorry, racially charged. There's none of that shit in the Snyder Cut. Like, he'd never once, like, makes, like makes a thing about wonder woman being a being a sexy lady or anything like that mm. or, or, or or makes a thing about cyborg being black no gay jokes about batman i couldn't fucking believe that shit he put that stuff in there That's well crazy, i mean right what's yeah, the now... most offensive addition in the theatrical that you were happy to not see in the uh snyder cut Ooh, uh, definitely, um, definitely the bit that made me like, uh, fucking just pause it and, 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 and like almost pull my beard off my face was, um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a small change, right? Where, um, uh, after Superman comes back, uh, in both the Snyder cut and the Whedon cut, Lois comes along and says, come on, Clark, it's time to get out of here. And he settles down because, you know, he like recognizes her and loves her and he flies away. And then he goes to the farm and then she says, oh, you came back here. You remembered this place. And then Clark goes in both versions. He looks at the house and he says, this is home. And now in the Snyder cut, she goes, you spoke because it's the first time he's spoken since he's come back to life. And then he looks at her and says, did I not always, uh, in the Whedon cut, she, uh, he says, this is home. And then she goes, you smell good. And then he looks at her and says, did I not always? How weird is that? Yeah. What? What are you yeah, doing? What does that even mean? But because he he was laying in the waters of his ancestors' fucking spaceship that he smells good, like yeah, he wouldn't smell good. He'd smell disgusting. I think I think maybe we're being a bit autistic with it. I think it's like with relationships, you you grow to like someone's natural smell. I think that's what he's insinuating. But I don't yeah, understand why that ch- why it's changed to that. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, like, he just looks for any opportunity to put a joke in there. That's what he was paid for. But also because when Superman comes back... Is that a back, joke, though? Ha- yeah, because he, he goes, did I not always? That's the joke. Yeah, She's like, you joke. smell good. And he's like, did joke, I not always? Yeah. Terrible And uh, also because in Whedon's version, when Superman comes back, he does just start talking. Mm. He's like... Um, he sees Batman. He's like, I remember you. And then instead of shooting him with his eye lasers, he squeezes his face and picks him up. And he's like, do you bleed? Yeah. He's like, hey, you motherfucker, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, please, Superman, the world needs you. And he's like, I don't fuck give a shit, bitch. And then yeah. he's like, please. And then he's like, do you bleed? Uh so, yeah, she can't say you spoke because he's already spoken, spoken. I guess. And he's like, oh, an opportunity for a joke. Mm. My, um, my, my, the thing that pissed me off the most is when we're introduced to the Flash 
and in the Sonata Cup, it goes pretty well like the um, the, uh, the 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 original trailer where it's like Batman's like you know I'm putting together a team and and uh, and the Flash goes but I'm just gonna stop you there yes and then Batman like looks relieved and he's like really mm. like it's like a really like a, a weird bit of like happy relief for him and he goes yeah because go- everyone's been turning him down so far yeah. Yeah, and he goes, doesn't he go like, yeah, I don't have any friends. And then that's like the end of it. Yeah. And like Batman's like, okay, cool. You know, like he's happy and he's like, okay, I can work with this. But then in the fucking, in the theatrical cut, he goes on a rant about brunch and like they try to make him as autistic as possible. And it's like, you don't need to do that. Like just, just have him be like, yeah, I don't have many friends. Like just... You don't need him go, and what is it with people going out to brunch? There's breakfast and there's lunch, and then it's like, you know, you line up for two hours to go to brunch, and then, you know, by the time you get it, it's lunch, and yeah, I just don't get people. Like, By the way, line up for two hours for brunch? What is he talking about? That sounds like some kind of, like, elite Hollywood shit. That That is like just Who the fuck lines up for two hours for fucking... Brunch. Yeah, Joss Whedon, I guess, lines up for two hours to go to brunch in his, like, while, because he's, like, uh, going to a fancy restaurant to have meetings or something. Yeah, no, that's just not brunch at all. Because, I mean, I is, is, is The Flash, this guy who, you know, works three jobs and lives in a basement, lining up for two hours to go to brunch? Yeah. What are you talking yeah, about, know, Joss? But also, uh, one one thing I, I've noticed, and I don't, and I think maybe Zack Snyder did this on purpose. Maybe it was the print takes for him, or maybe he did it to separate himself. Did you notice that there were scenes or shots that were the same, but they were different takes? Um, uh, I think that it kind of like pinged in my head, but I can't pinpoint any exact so, ones. So the trailer version of Batman saying "great" when he says "yes." He has mm. this kind of like, oh my god, relief, like, oh great, like, yeah, 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 really. But he, he, that's not how he responds in the theatrical cut, or like his response isn't the same. It's mm. like far more muted. And then when like I've noticed a whole bunch of them, but another one is like when um, uh, they're trying to sneak into the facility, and um, mm. uh, and uh, Ezra Miller, the Flash, is like pretending to be the driver. He's like way more subtle about it in the Zack Snyder cut than he is in the theatrical. In the theatrical, he's like comically obvious that he's, you know, in disguise. And I just found it interesting. I, it's like, I don't know if they I, were reshoots or... There's if- a few... There's actually a few um, moments, right, that I thought were... Um, uh, uh, like kind of overdone comedy in the Snyder Cut because I was going to say with um with that scene with the Flash sneaking into the facility, I think actually the um the Snyder Cut he's comically more obvious because that scene is longer and right. like you see him drive up and then he hands over the ID and he's like um uh can I come in please or whatever. And then he looks, like, really nervous. Um, And then he's like, yeah, you're all clear, because in both cuts, Cyborg um, does a little thing to the computer. And then he hands the card back to him. And in the Snyder cut, 
when the guy says, you're all clear, he's like, I am? Oh, uh, I am. Whereas in the theatrical cut, he's, um, he's, he's, you just see Cyborg do the thing and then he hands the, the thing back to him and the Flash is like, okay, great. Because the scene is cut from like a minute to 10 seconds. That's right. But there yeah. are plenty of, um, there are plenty of comical moments in the Snyder cut, which I was really surprised about. Did you like the hot dog joke? I I did like the hot dog joke, although when I when I saw it happening, I I was I got kind of uh, he grabs the hot dog right near that girl's face, and I was like, uh, is he gonna like I don't know like put it in her mouth or some That's shit? What I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, but instead he puts it in his pocket. And I'm like, oh okay, good. And then he saves the girl. A uh, great scene, by the way. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and then. And then uh, he's he's in the um, in with the dogs and he's feeding them hot dogs and says I like to keep a, a meat snack in my pocket for the dogs, and I was like, did Zack Snyder just film a charming scene? What the fuck was that? I did not know that that guy had it in him, but there it is. I thought it was funny. I thought it, it was charming. It was it was, it was really it was funny because I was I was texting you when I was watching that scene and then that was the moment where I went, nah, I'm out. And that oh, was really? that was when he grabbed the hot dog and looked like he was gonna put it in a mouth. Because I'm like <laughs> I was like, Oh my god But then he ended up saving it in the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, that there was a moment where I was like, Oh, this is fucked. Like what the fuck am I watching? I feel kinda dirty that I'm watching this movie now. Yeah. Anywho, um, final thoughts and fart rating for these two movies or this movie, both versions of the same movie. Um, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but it's, uh, it's a well-made film, especially under the circumstances like DC, you know, clearly like made it clear to Snyder that he, he does, he does, he didn't have the time to like set up these characters and make a bunch of smaller films he had to go Superman, Batman versus Superman, then Justice League, and he had to throw all these characters in there and set up something bigger just in three movies. Um, that's not a good idea, and it holds the film back, but it's not his fault, and considering um, the circumstances he was under, I think he did really well. This shit is not my cup of tea, though, um, but it's still it's still pretty good, and I would... I would recommend it. Um, so I'm giving the Snyder cut seven farts. Uh, the theatrical cut is a disaster. And actually, if you um, are, um, you know, a budding filmmaker or you're interested in making films or you're even interested in um, editing, definitely check out both of them and compare them side by side because it just goes to show like ex- exactly how much you can change something um, in, in the edit. Well, yeah, I mean, plus a hundred million dollars worth of reshoots, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I give that, I give that one fart and I'll probably watch it. If you like movies that are so bad, they're, they're good. Cause it is quite funny. Cool. Um, I, yeah, I give a Snyder cut seven out of 10. Um, it's too long. Um, I think he has a long way to go in being able to tell concise stories in not such a bloated fashion, but it is fun and it does feel like a complete movie. Um, I might watch this one again soon just to kind of 
have more of a complete opinion. Sometimes with these sort of films, I, I need to watch it at least twice, so my rating might change. Um, yeah, I'm happy that it exists, even though I'm scared of the precedent it might set. Um, Joss Whedon's version of it, uh, two farts, simply because there are some moments that I liked in the film that are in the other version anyway, and there are, yeah, like, I can't fully go, oh, the whole thing is just crap. There are bits that were a part of his original vision that I still thought were pretty good. Like, I like the bit where, uh, the Flash is running and then Superman turns and looks at him. Like, I think that's just a good, good moment. Yeah. And that yeah. happens in both. And there's a few other examples of that happening, but yeah, overall it's a fucking train wreck and yeah, watch it if you like watching bad stuff. Or if mm -hmm. you want cultural experiments, watch them both back-to-back. -back, see how that goes. You might have fun. Yeah. Um, what are we watching next week, Dan? Oh, didn't I choose this? Nope. Oh, no, you did. All right. Well, I thought we would... Um, I thought we'd uh, go back to something a little more... A uh, little more small scale. You yeah, know what I mean? You don't know, do you? Yeah. We're going to watch The Best and the Worst of Robert Rodriguez. Interesting. His entire filmography. Mm, maybe we should. I think you can split his career into two parts. Okay. Well, let's just because you know we're, we're not we're not running way over time at the moment. Let me get up his filmography. So, what made you pick uh, Robert Rodriguez? Uh, the name just popped in my head. You were right. I I, I didn't pre-plan anything at all. You didn't have any clue what you wanted us to watch at all. No, I opened okay. my mouth and his name came out. Okay, so he has directed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 movies. 19 yeah. movies. I think he... Okay, I, I I feel like his career like can be split into like a first, like part one and part two. Does am, part am one I the only one who Sin gets City? Yeah, might. Yeah. So where where do you find the where do you in your expert opinion find the split? I think that the split definitely feels like Sin City because in Sin City he made in in two thousand and five he made two movies he made Sin City and the Adventure Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl they were his two movies in two thousand and five. Yeah, well that he puts him at one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. How many movies has he made? Twenty. Yeah. Can we watch Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Can we just say that from 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 ninety two to two thousand and five? Okay. Why not? Because then then we get to watch Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I how do you know that it. that's going to be the worst? That has to be the worst. It could right? be Shark. It could be Spy Kids 3D. Game over. No way. No way. <laughs> Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> that one has okay. to be the worst. Okay. No well, one well, saw that. I saw it. it. Gave me a headache. Did you watch it when you were a kid? Yeah, I watched it in the cinema and it gave me a headache. Like actually, like wearing the 3D glasses, like hurt my head. It's like it's like made. For you, you're a little kid getting a headache in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.